Hello and welcome to the AJ on the Line podcast. This is your 2021 F1 season half-term report in which we will discuss how each driver is getting on and our predictions for the championship. My name is Adam Williams, I am your host and as ever we are joined by our good friends Joe and Jimmy. How are you both getting on? Are you a little bit bored without Formula One? <laughs> I'll start with you, Joe. Definitely. Uh, at least the Premier League's back, so that's something. But uh, but yeah, no F1 makes the weekends a bit duller. Absolutely. And Jimmy, what have you been up to while we're waiting? Have you been watching any of that cricket? Hundred series. I have, yeah, the the hundred, and also which is actually quite good. I thought it'd be. I didn't quite see the point of it to start with, but yeah, yeah I, that's good. Um, I also watched the England uh, the England game against India. That didn't go so well. That um, they got beaten, unfortunately. But yeah, um, certainly, I'd love Formula One to come back. Don't worry, it will in less than two weeks' time. Now, so having talked about cricket, of which I know less than you two really about. Um, We'll talk about Formula One. We are going to go through all 20 drivers. We'll do it from the lowest order uh, in terms of the World Championship at the moment up until the top. And what we're going to do is we're going to decide where they're going to finish in the championship. But before we do that, we're going to summarise their championship so far in three words. Now... You might have prepared these three words, or I sensed that you might make this up on the cuff, off the cuff. I don't know, Jimmy. What are you doing? Um, I've, I've done a. Do there have to be three words? Because I've done a mixture of one and two words for some reason. I was, we'll say a maximum of three words. Okay, then, perfect. Jimmy. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. I like That'll that. That'll do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See how succinct yeah. you've been. Very uh, is the answer. <laughs> so we will begin with Nikita Mazepin. Uh, The Russian is on zero points at the moment and last in the championship. I went with long road ahead. He's got a long way to go in terms of establishing himself in the Formula 1 community uh, and the world in general. But I think because he's got the money, it could be a longer road than you might say, about someone else that was performing as poorly as he is. Um, yeah. How have you summarised Nikita Mazepin? Uh, I've got I've got one word, and that's woeful. Um, simply because um, he hasn't had the best sort of start at Formula 1. Even before he was a Formula 1 driver, he had all that scandal. Um, and then when he was in Formula 1, he's sort of been quite off the pace. Um, and also... Uh, he's spanned quite a lot, so much so that uh, Gunter Steiner gave him a spinning top as a present because uh, he's spanned his car so much. So, yeah, um, woeful for me. What about you, Joe? Uh, I just wrote meh. I mean, it's not been the worst season ever by a Formula One driver. We've we've seen worse, but at the end of the day, I think it's pretty obvious he's the worst driver on the current grid. Um, but you don't really see much of him because he's in a car that's two seconds a lap slower than everyone else so pretty inconsequential really we'll get on to the next person that's Mazepin's teammate Mick Schumacher he's also on zero points but for me he's impressed more than I thought he would Uh, people talk about the fact that he has a slower first season getting to know the series before absolutely delivering in the second one 
So I've gone for better than expected. By the way, I think that Nikita Mazepin is going to finish last, and I think you two both agree yeah, with me on that. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think Mick Schumacher will finish 19th too, but he's done fairly well with poor machinery. Yeah, for sure. I've put promising. Um, oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can agree on yeah, promising. Let's yeah, let's have a joint. I, I, I will. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree on promising. Yeah, I think he's had a good, good, not a good season in relation to his car. I think if you look, his 19th, that obviously isn't the best position to be in. Um, but it's his first rookie season in Formula 1. Uh, and I've also read somewhere that um, there's going to be a new Ferrari um, academy driver going to Haas. So I imagine at some point he might go to Alfa Romeo. Mm-hmm. To replace maybe a, a Finn that might be retiring or an Italian that I have described as meh, like Margarita. That's how I characterised <laughs> Antonio Giovinazzi, who is currently 18th in the standings with two point, uh, no, one point. But I think he's going to finish ahead of Kimi Raikkonen and finish 17th in the, the overall championship standings. He's doing better than Raikkonen in, in most cases, especially in qualifying. So I can see him scoring a couple more points to beat Kimi Raikkonen. What about you, Joe? Um, I, I would agree with your sentiments. I think he's going to beat Kimi Raikkonen as well because uh, he's just been a bit more of an... Like, Kimi just doesn't seem that bothered and uh, Antonio's just got a bit... He's been quite unlucky this season. Certainly. So you, you think he's going to finish 17th too, right? I, I think he's going to finish 17th, yeah. And you've characterised him ha- as what? He's all right, I guess. <laughs> That'll be four, but <laughs> I suppose you saved <laughs> no, just, a few just words. Or, all right, I guess. Earlier. Yeah, all right then, Jimmy. What about uh, you? Quite simply, average. I mean, it hasn't set the world light. I mean, I don't haven't heard much from him the whole season. Um, so yeah, average is probably what I would describe him as, uh, and I probably he'd probably finish in the same position. You you reckon he'll finish behind Raikkonen? Yeah, in I 18th, think so. Yeah. yeah. Well. We'll go. We'll qu- go quickly on to Raikkonen. I've put past his prime. Um, Ooh, I think harsh. I've already elaborated on that. It is harsh, but as much as I love Kimi Raikkonen, I think it's true. Yeah, I, I've echoed your sentiments with uh, "not really bothered," um, and he's he's dri- that because that's exactly how he's driving. Um, just you know, in a way, there's not really much fight going on. He's just trundling around it's almost like it's a hobby for him <laughs> exactly exactly yeah uh, average again i mean i haven't really heard much from him uh so <laughs> i'm gonna brand him as average i think well we'll go straight back to you on this one yeah. jimmy george russell i know you're a big fan oh. of his he's on four points at the moment in six uh in 16th place where do you reckon he's going to finish and how are you going to sum up his season so far? 16th still. Uh, and I'm going to sum up his season as he is going places. And that's four words, so I'll just cut it down to two. Uh, going places. Um, because... Specifically Mercedes. Yes, exactly. Right down the... <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I've said that he couldn't hide smile as my three words because that kind of summarises... He's he's quietly confident. 
I don't know. You saw how emotional he got scoring points in Hungary. Do you reckon that Toto Wolff might have said to him, look, George, if you score points, you've definitely got the drive. Maybe mm. those tears weren't just for Williams. Maybe they were him realising that he's going to be in a top seat next year. Joe, we'll just have your summary. Uh, I said uh, Saturday in relation to uh, his qualifying performances. You know, uh, he's only not made uh, Q2 once this year. Uh, deserved in relation to his finally getting those points. And unlucky as well, because he has been unlucky not to score more points, particularly in Austria. Um, and for that reason, I think he will finish 15th rather than 16th ahead of Nicholas Latifi because if if they're going to score any more points it's going to be through George Russell. Okay so I, I'm disagreeing with you on that because we've seen how difficult it, it's been for him to score points but that does bring us on to Nicholas Latifi, Russell's teammates who scored a few more points. It was six points as opposed to four in Hungary so he's ahead of Russell in the championship I've just put staying at Williams. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really see him going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. He's doing a decent job, uh, a bit like Antonio Giovinazzi. Like he's doing enough to stay at the team he's at, but I don't see him going any further. Lovely guy, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think he's going to finish ahead of Russell purely on me not being that much of an optimist. Although I'll be predicting George Russell finishes in the points for the rest of the season, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy? Um, for Latifi, I've gone with second best. Um, he He's had um, an all right season, but he's always been played second fiddle to uh, Russell because Russell's just so good. Uh, but what's quite nice is we've got a nice friendship as well. Um, so, so that's nice. But yeah, second best for Latifi. Yeah, they've gone on holiday together, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> Russell... Uh, Latifi in there too yeah. is quite cute Joe what was your summary of Latifi Latifi uh, I said not the best I mean up until the last race it was pretty underwhelming I have I think personally I mean George gets it into Q2 at you know at every weekend pretty much and Latifi barely got it out of Q1 um so but he's doing an okay job. It's hard to tell with the slower cars exactly how a driver's performing. I suppose that when, or if George Russell moves to Mercedes, we'll find out how good Latifi really is mm-hmm. compared to a, a new driver. Yeah. And whether he's just, or, or whether George Russell looks amazing just because he's absolutely obliterating someone that wasn't that good. We'll yeah. see. But what we'll also do is move on to... Lance Stroll, another Canadian who has scored a few more points with 18 points. But I realised the other day, and this is why my three words are this, that his best result is eighth. Well, that came out as four just because I abide by grammar. But best result, eighth, is my my three words. Because even though Sebastian Vettel, yes, he's lost one of his podiums, but... Vettel's new to the team and is already banging in podium finishes. The fact that Stroll's best position has been eighth, it has been underwhelming for me. But Mm -hmm. once again, he's one of those drivers that you don't really see going anywhere because he's got the funds to back it up. Jimmy, how would you summarise Lance Stroll? Um, Consistent. I know I haven't been particularly nice about Lawrence Stroll in the, in the, the, the past 
but I think that consistently he has been. Um, I think he hasn't sort of set the world light, but he's just been nice and consistent. Um, and he's done quite a good job for... for um, hasn't been as successful as Vettel, but he's done quite a good job for Aston Martin, for sure. Joe? I, I took a leaf out of uh, Jimmy's book earlier and said average, because he hasn't been bad, but he's done nothing of note all season, unless you count uh, the first corner incident at Hungary. Um so, yeah, I think average is the only word for it. Sure. Now, I've I've said that Stroll is going to finish 13th ahead of Yuki Tsunoda, just because mm-hmm. I see him scoring a few more points uh, due to that consistency that, that Jimmy was talking about. Do you two agree on yeah, that? Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's a bit more consistent. Um, and if you want to tie it in, uh, Yuki Tsunoda, um, I had as erratic, I felt was the only word that was needed. Um, and that's perhaps why Stroll will get ahead of him um, eventually. Because one minute Tsunoda looks like he's, you know, the hottest young talent blasting around the track. Um, and the next moment he's in the barrier. So, I mean, erratic is the word for me. Yeah. I've gone for needs more time as my words. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is he going to get that time? At the moment, you'd think yes, but that Honda backing is going to leave Formula 1 next year. So will his supporters at Red Bull also diminish? I don't know. We we know that they're not the most patient people in the world. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for inconsistent. He has shown, as as you guys have said, flashes of brilliance. Uh, I think he did really well in um, Bahrain, um, the, the first race. He made some good overtakes. Uh, however, he's m- made quite a few sort of silly errors. I mean, uh, an example being um, Imola in qualifying. As I think it was Q1, wasn't it, where he span out. He shouldn't really yeah. be pushing that hard in Q1. Uh, I know they were probably trying to get a brilliant lap in, but I think, you know, experience... If he was a bit more experienced, he probably wouldn't be pushing that much on the, the first lap. Well, Franz Toss, the Alpha Tauri team principal, has actually moved uh, or, or caused Sonoda to move house to Italy so that he can keep a closer eye on him <laughs> and teach him English lessons and, and have more structure to his How to the ironing and washing up? And... Well, exactly. I wonder if they're living together. Like, he's a lodger. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it would be a bit weird living with your boss. Quite annoying as well, (laughs) wasn't it? um, The two Williams bosses were living together for a bit, weren't they? Toto Wolf and no, Josh Capito and the oh, they were yes, but I I'd heard that Toto Wolf was living with another team boss. Was it Susie Wolf? There are rumours to confirm that, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't talking about her weirdly, (laughs) because it wouldn't have been that much of a revelation. Although, well done to Susie Wolf on winning the the Berlin E-Prix, and well done to uh, Mercedes E-Prix team for winning the championship Mm -hmm. uh, with Nick Dupree Dupree and uh, themselves winning the team championship. So... We have a Dutch world champion already. In a Mercedes. Yeah, in a Mercedes. So it... No one expected that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, let's move on to Sebastian Vettel. And I know I used the word a lot, but on 20 points, 
it probably doesn't recognise how good he has been, considering he his year last year. Mm-hmm. He still has class, and I reckon he's going to finish 12th this season. Do you? I do. Where is he now? 12th. He's 12th. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's 12th. Okay, then. Yeah. So it's, it's not a huge yeah. shout for me to say he's going to finish 12th because that's where he is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what about you two? How have you rated it this season? I said um, what we wanted. I think we wanted him to get out of that toxic environment, score a few podiums and look a bit happier. And that's what he does. Um I don't, I'm like you, I think he's going to finish 12th because I don't see him getting ahead of anyone that's ahead of him already um, because they have faster cars, I think, overall. Um, but I also don't see him going any lower. So I think 12th is a good shout. It's probably where he deserves to be, isn't it? Jimmy? 12th's a good good position for me. Uh, and I have also said rejuvenated him. I think, as, as Joe said, it was quite a toxic atmosphere last year with uh, Ferrari. And I think rejuvenated he has been. He's cut out, although a couple of errors still, but he's cut out a lot of them. And he's got a it's real shame about Hungary. Um, he deserved that win. Um, but he didn't get it, unfortunately. He got disqualified. Uh, but yeah, rejuvenated. If I may paraphrase Sebastian Vettel, everyone's a Sebastian Vettel fan. Even if they say they're not a Sebastian Vettel fan, they're a Sebastian Vettel fan. (laughs) We'll move on to Fernando Alonso, who I also think is going to finish where he is, 11th. But I've said fine like wine, because he is. If Alpine could give him a good car next season, who knows, he may be competing for wins. He looks like he could do that. We weren't sure after his tough time at McLaren and time away, but... He's still got it, like Seb did. So I'm really happy to see that. It's great to have him in Formula 1. A, a, a good, a good, happy, competitive Fernando Alonso. I'll hand over to Joe on what he thinks of Fernando Alonso. Well, you've literally just said it. Simply still got it. Um, you know, he's, a, he's come back in after the timeout and he's still the world-class driver that we, uh, we all remember. Things you love to see, it. It. I'd second that as well. Okay, we'll move on. I think we're into our top ten now. Let me just check. Well, sorry, no, I I don't think Alonso's going to finish 11th. I think he's going to finish finish 10th. 10th. I think he's going to finish 10th as well. of his teammate, Esteban Ocon. See, me and Joe are thinking similarly there. I've, I've gone with Esteban Ocon for highs and lows to describe his season. Mm -hmm. He... Started off, he started off doing well. You might argue better than Fernando Alonso, but then after he signed that contract uh, to carry on in Alpine for another three years, I think it is, and the French Grand Prix, he he was looking a bit wonky, for want of a better word. I think wonky is good enough though. And then they changed his chassis, and he was on it like a car bonnet in Britain. And then he won in uh, Hungary. It was superb. But I think Fernando Alonso, he's got the confidence now and, and the know-how to score a few more points. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's going to finish ahead of Ocon. Ocon, I think, uh, yeah, Alonso will finish um, ahead of Ocon, I think. It's very close in the championship, uh, but overall, yeah. And I think, yeah, so um, I would probably say to Ocon, um, proving his worth um, 
because I think that he was quite unfairly treated with Force India. Um, people were doubting him, um, and I think that he's shown that he deserved to be on the grid. Um, After all he's been through, all the highs and lows. Indeed. It's almost like the right words are highs and lows. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry. That was big-headed of myself. But we'll move on to a man that has confidence, but he looks a bit lost at the moment. He's ninth in the championship with 50 points. Whoa, 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 but hang on, t- you skipped me there. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was such a good segue. Joe, what, what do you reckon? I thought you were talking about me, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? Joe, do you want to go next? <laughs> well... And then we'll come to my brilliant segue into someone well, that shall rename nameless. Well, you said high and low, I say up and down. So, I mean, we've gone for effectively the same thing here. Um, But, yeah, uh, pretty much exactly what you said, um, but different words. So, it wasn't Joe that's looking a bit lost and lacking a bit of confidence (laughs) 50 points. It was, in fact, Daniel Ricciardo. And his teammate, Lando Norris, we'll get on to in a moment in a minute but we all know that Norris is smashing at the moment third in the championship whether it's a combination of the car being a weird one and him struggling to adapt to that I've, I've heard reports of science going up to Ricardo and saying it's a weird car isn't it it's tough to adapt to and Ricardo saying I wish I, I, I'd knew, known that off you before I signed mm-hmm. um, but yeah do you think he's going to improve on his position um, I think so but I mean, it would be bad for him if he doesn't because he really does need to start getting to grips with the car this um, this season to justify his move. Um, you know, I, my words that I went for were disappointing and underperforming but hopeful um, that, you, you know, because there have been some improved performances. You know, he got fifth in France. Um, so I'm hoping that second half of the season he can you know, start challenging for podiums and stuff like Lando does. So where do you reckon he'll finish in the championship, Joe, if I had to push you? Um, looking at it, I only see him really going up one position ahead of Gasly. Um, I don't see him catching the Ferraris just because I think they'll be more consistent. But that going up that one position could make all the difference in the constructors if they've got Lando ahead and Daniel just behind, as opposed to Lando ahead and Daniel quite far behind. So it's important that he picks up. Exactly. It's what McLaren needs. And at least next year's car will be very different, you'd hope. Jimmy, how would you summarise Daniel Ricciardo's season? I would say finding his feet, um, as I'd sum that up, um, but I but I think that he'll finish above uh, Gasly. I think he'll finish eighth. Don't think he'll beat the Ferraris because there's still quite a gap. Uh, but yeah, I think he's got eighth. Sure. Okay. Um, I forgot to say my, my three words and I, I just said tough to watch. But I think Joe and Jimmy yeah. have elaborated enough on why that is. We'll move on to Pierre Gasly then. He's had a weird season and he's in a weird part of his career right now because... Everyone knows he's a good driver, he's a race winner, but he's still in the Red Bull B team in Alpha Tauri. Mm-hmm. At least he has a drive, you might argue, but where's he really going to go with that career? Because you, you might think, yeah, he could be one to challenge for the future of Formula 1, but where would he go? I don't know. Uh, so 
what do you reckon about his season so far? Jimmy, we'll start with you. Um, I think he's had a good season. He's had a couple of um, sort of issues. I think Bahrain, he was in a good position. I think he's fifth. And then he, uh, I think he had contacts with the Crada. Then he had he fell down the grid a bit. And it sort of hampered him a bit. Um, but yeah, I think the eighth place doesn't fully uh, represent the sort of year he's had. Uh, and I would sum it up as... Um, confident. I think he looks at home in that team, um, and I think um, I think the results will come in the future. What about you, Joe? I've said uh, consistent but understated. Um, I think he gets picks up a lot of sort of fifth and sixth places, which don't grab the headlines because you have sort of you know Lando or Carlos getting third or whatever, and that grabs the headlines. Uh, I don't think oh yeah he has got one third, uh, but yeah. Um, so I think he goes under the radar, but he's really consistent, especially compared to his teammate. And it's, it's exactly what his team needs him to do: is just sort of pick up those fifth and sixth places. So, and he's really a team leader with Yuki in the other car, mm-hmm. isn't he? They rely on yeah, on definitely, him. definitely. Mm-hmm. He's not had the crazy sort of highs of last year where he's getting the wins, but who knows what could happen? Exactly, not yet. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Although he went to a PSG game and he he was introduced onto the pitch like mm-hmm. a, a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, although I think Lionel Messi got a bigger reception <laughs> for whatever reason that is. Those Parisians need to understand the importance of Pierre Gassi to French sporting culture. But let's not get bogged down by that because we're moving on to Gassi's mate, Charles Leclerc, who is in seventh place behind his teammate. Only by three points with 80 points. And I've said for Charles Leclerc, roll on 2022. Because he, well, I think we're, we're all agreeing on the fact that he is a world-class driver up there with the best. And can challenge for a world championship if Ferrari get their act together. So he's hoping that next year's opportunity with the regulation change is going to be... It for him. I think he's going to finish six, uh, in fifth place in the championship. I think he's going to overtake a couple of people who will remain nameless at the moment. You'll see who I think in a bit. Um, but yeah, I'll hand over to Joe. Uh, I had a not quite worked. Um, he's bit. He's. I think overall for the season, he's probably been better than Carlos, which was to be expected. But there's just been a few either mistakes or things that just haven't quite worked out which are why he's behind him. So it's just not quite worked out the way he's hoped to this season. But I think, as you said, next year, if he can get the car underneath him, he he is in the top three drivers on the grid. So let's see what happens. Monaco comes to mind when you talk yeah. about yeah, that things was that the one against him. That could have been mm-hmm. 25 or 6 points there. Yep, and also if he hangs on for another three laps in Britain, you know. Of course. So, it's, he's almost there. He's on the cusp of it, but we'll see. But even so, he's kind of in that area that, that Verstappen was in where for the last few years where... Mm-hmm. He could occasionally challenge for a podium or a win, but he's not got a race-winning car where he can challenge yeah, for a championship. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Jimmy? 
I would say um, he is going to finish uh, above Sainz and I will uh, sum his season up as dynamic. I think he did really well in Silverstone uh, to to come second. Unfortunately, he didn't win. Obviously, real shame about Monaco. Um, And I think he's outperforming the car. And uh, it's a really weird car, the Ferrari. Some tracks, it was terrible, like in France, for instance. Then other tracks, it's just brilliant. And the tyres work perfectly and everything's incredible. So, yeah, I'd say dynamic for Leclerc. Nice. In fact, Ferrari are meant to be having an engine upgrade as of Belgium. And, well, they're also going to have to put a new engine in Charles Leclerc's car. So he's Mm -hmm. going to have to take a penalty at some point but you almost think that that could push them on but also if they can get on top of their tire woes where i i understand that they've actually lost a bit of performance to compensate for the for the increased tire wear um if they can sort that out they could be a few tenths further up the road and pushing the mclarens the mercedes and the red bulls a bit more in races so Hopefully, they can kind of push them towards the end of the season, which is why you can kind of see Ferrari doing well in the next part. We'll mm-hmm. see, though. Uh, we'll move on to a, a, a guy that certainly hopes that Ferrari can challenge. That is, of course, Carlos Sainz, who, as we mentioned, is three points ahead of Charles Leclerc in the Drivers' Championship. I went for duck to water as my three words because that's how he has taken to life. At Ferrari, perhaps the Ferrari is an easier car to get to grips with than the McLaren, or you could even say the Red Bull uh, for for new drivers. But yeah, I think he's looked great at Ferrari, worked really hard. You could argue, well, I think a lot of people would agree he's maybe not as good as Charles Leclerc when they're both really on it, but he's a really solid driver and has a good future in F1. Joe? I, I said proved himself. Um, I think there's no doubt now that he's um, one of, at the very least, the sort of upper midfield drivers, you know, on par with sort of, you know, Hulkenberg and that kind of, you know, level of driver historically. Whether he can get even higher than that into sort of the next category of, you know, potential race winners and world champions remains to be seen. Um, but... Yeah, certainly proved himself this season as a really, really solid driver. At least he's got four podiums compared to Hulkenberg zero podiums. Yeah. Although yeah. he's only stood on two of those podiums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy, what about you? What do you think of Carlos? Um, he's Sainz? had a really good year. I think um, he did brilliantly in Monaco, although it's pretty difficult to overtake, so he probably wouldn't have changed positions. Um, but I would say sum up uh, science as fully integrated. Um, I think he's taken to the car really well um and yeah he's shown what a brilliant driver is that he's competing with Leclerc uh, on a race weekend so yeah um in terms of finishing position I think he'll probably stay sixth but I'm not sure yep I've gone with sixth as well what was yours Joe I think he'll be seventh okay interesting so you think that Leclerc will get ahead I think Leclerc will get ahead and I don't see Carlos getting ahead of anyone who's already ahead of him. Mm, that's fair. So yeah. I'm going seventh for we science. We often talk about bold predictions. Now, my next one is a bit bold because I've gone for Sergio Perez to finish seventh in the championship. Oof. Blimey. He's the other person that I think that Leclerc is going to get ahead of. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I don't, I don't know. He, I might be wrong, but I think he's going to have a lot of pressure on his shoulders to be supporting Max Verstappen. He's had an up and down season so far, and he certainly deserves to be in Formula One. That is not in doubt. But I think if Ferrari can really get a move on and Perez continues to struggle, then that could be something that does take place. It could easily be Bottas that gets overtaken by the Ferraris because he's equally struggling. But um, before I hand over, I'm just going to pose a three-word question about Sergio Perez. Better than Pierre? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Yes, I do think so. Gasly had a terrible start in a very unorthodox car, I think. I think... Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Perez has um, has been uh, lucky in the fact that he's just joined when Red Bull have got the better car, uh, and it looks like it's they've always had a bit of trouble with the twitchy rear end. It looks on rails this year, so I think that Perez has actually had it easy uh, than than Gasly. Okay, so that's your opinion, and and Joe, you back up your statement. I think. Perez has proved himself in a midfield team year in year out for longer than Pierre, um, and is 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 more what Red Bull need right now. In fact, my three words were what Red Bull wanted, um, in brackets sometimes, um, because he has been off the pace occasionally this year. You know, finishing down the order, but when he's been doing what they wanted, he's what they need. He's not quite as fast as Max, um, but he's solid. He's He's a big team player um, and he's there to pick up the scraps, for example, in Baku. So, yeah. I see where you're coming from, Joe. And at least he's had that victory, a victory that Valtteri Bottas continues to look for. Jimmy, what's your kind of review of Sergio Perez? My review of Sergio Perez would be improvement needed. Um, He's had some good um, opportunities. Um, So, for instance in uh in uh, Azerbaijan obviously because he won uh, that's quite lucky um but yeah it's had some quite sort of erratic results so i think that um for him to be red bull's ideal candidate he should sort of be a bit more consistent and be a bit obviously not this season but sort of last season bottas that sort of thing so he's finishing second picking up the pieces if verstappen doesn't finish that sort of thing um but yeah, I'd, I'm going to say improvement needed. And I think he's going to finish um, probably fourth, I would say. Ooh, okay. So, Joe, what was your finishing position for Checo Perez? Uh, I think he's going to stay fifth. We'll move on to our top four. So, I'll begin with the person that is in fourth place at the moment in the championship, Valtteri Bottas, who's only four points ahead of Perez with 108 points. And I've summed up his season with rallying next year, question mark, and <laughs> I think he'll finish fourth. Do you reckon he'll be rallying next year? Um, It's hard to say. I mean, they, the, they said that um, there's been a lot of rumours about him going to Alfa Romeo. I mean... Do we really see that? If you would, you want that if you were Bottas. I mean, you kind of peaked as a driver when in Formula One anyway. When you've driven for Mercedes, unless mm. he gets a, a gig at Ferrari, then what's the point? Unless he yeah. really wants a, a project. Yeah, I I don't I don't see why he'd want to do that. To be honest, so uh, yeah, 
I I said the you know disappointing, but unlucky. I think he has been unlucky this season, but overall very disappointing performances. I mean, I think the first corner at Hungary kind of summed it up really. Uh, loses a lot of places at the start. We've seen that a bunch of times, and then makes a silly mistake. It's almost like he was overdriving. Yeah. Knowing that the pressure is building up. I don't know. Maybe the fact that George Russell is going to be announced. I'm not breaking that news, by the way. I think he will be announced at some point, though. When, but what I'm trying to say is, when Bottas's future is set in stone, it's almost like a weight of pressure will come off his shoulders. Yeah. And I wonder whether he's going to want to leave F1 on a high. I hope he gets another win this season, um, just so that he can go out with a bang. Um, yeah, Mercedes will have to find a way to keep the guy motivated. And if that's saying, look, we really want you to get a win at some point um, and help us win the championship, then he'll go out as one of the greatest number two drivers in Formula One. Not necessarily something that you want, but he's probably up there with Barrichello, um, Mark Webber. Mark Webber, potentially, I'd see that. David Coulthard. Coulthard, yeah. Gerhard Berger. But Bottas has been compliant, but also strong and, and competitive and pushed Lewis further at the same time without causing any politics or drama. So he probably is in that conversation. But once again, he probably wouldn't want to be in that conversation. Jimmy. Um, it's quite brutal, actually. I said dropped quite simply, um, <laughs> which is brutal. Uh, but I think the yeah the, the writing's on the wall a bit with Bottas. Um, and also Mercedes have to look into the future because it's all very well keeping Bottas and Hamilton. But when Hamilton goes, what's going to happen? You know, they don't want to be in the same position that sort of um, Red Bull found themselves in or um, maybe... Uh, McLaren could find themselves in if Lando Norris went uh, and then they had to replace him with somebody who's not good at all uh, so I think it's always good to have a bit of a rotation of drivers um, to sort of make sure that sort of when Lewis goes on and does other things um, they've got a driver sort of ready and waiting to sort of pick up where Lewis went off, uh, left off uh, so yeah it's very brutal uh, and I think he will finish uh, third behind, uh, ahead of Sergio Perez mm-hmm Jimmy, let's start with you. What do you reckon about Lando Norris? He's had a brilliant season so far. Where do you reckon he'll finish? I reckon he'll finish fifth. Okay. And give me a little bit of a review of his season. Um, so Lando Norris has done uh, superbly well, as you know. Uh, and I put one word, phenomenal. Blimey. Um, it's quite a big word for me. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I think that um, he's been superb. Uh, he's shown that he's a top quality driver. He's battled with Lewis. Um, he's uh, been consistent and he's just been great. And I, McLaren have done such a good job pinning him down for the next three years because potentially, uh, you know, Red Bull might have him um, if, if they want to opt for a different person for Perez next year. So, yeah, um, phenomenal for me and fifth. So you reckon that he's been phenomenal, but Bottas and Perez are going to naturally get ahead of them uh, ahead of him because they're in the better car yeah, yeah exactly yeah the fact that he nearly got pole position in austria just shows how good he is and then ricardo was 
standing about saying, I can't do that with that car. And <clears throat> that is Daniel Ricciardo, who we rate so highly. But we've gone over that. Joe, what do you reckon? Uh, consistent is the word I used. Um, up until Hungary, he scored in every race. Um, and then obviously through absolutely no fault of his own, didn't score in Hungary. I mean, he was, you know, after that start, he was looking okay for a podium. You know, I know we were on the very first straight of the first lap, but he'd got past Bottas. He would have been in third, wouldn't he? Um, or was it? Would it have been yeah. second? No, he'd have been behind Max as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, fantastic season and just so so consistent. Um, picking up fifth place, fourth place, third place. Um, and is deservedly in third place in the championship. Will he stay there? I have to agree with Jimmy. You just think that the Red Bull and Mercedes will have too much over the course of the whole season for him to stay ahead, but who knows if he keeps on, you know, delivering. Maybe he'll get lucky with the sort of chaos that we're seeing out the front at the moment. If you're a Lando Norris fan out there, don't worry, I've got your back because I have said that Lando Norris is going to finish third in the championship. (laughs) I reckon he'll cling on just. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll be a last round thing that decides that. I've said that he's proved us wrong. That's my three Mm -hmm. words. Um, Completely agree with everything that has been said. Uh, But I thought that Daniel Ricciardo was going to wipe the floor with Norris. Or at least put him under pressure. But he's really shown his salt. So fair play. And he's, he's got the McLaren team on side. And he's stolen a march. So... We've seen how that has benefited drivers in, in, in the past. And, and now, you look at Max Verstappen and how Red Bull is firmly wrapped around him and rowing in his direction. That's been one of the, the many reasons that he's been so successful recently. The same thing could be said with Hamilton. So I think it, it'll be an interesting to see how far this kid can get and I say this kid he's he's three days older than me <laughs> but <laughs> he is relative well we are relatively kids compared to the, these drivers out there so um oh yeah I'll go with that um and now we get to the business end of things I think it would be a good idea if given that we've all come up with the same two for the top two that we did, we explain why we've chosen the top two both at the same time. So we'll begin with you, Jimmy. I would go for Verstappen uh, as second. This is the big one. Uh, so Verstappen is second, uh, and I would describe him thus far as a contender. I think he's done really well, obviously, and he's got the better car. Um, but he's not leading Hamilton, and that brings me on to Hamilton. Now, Hamilton will finish first because I said Verstappen will finish second, so naturally he's the only one left. Um, And I would say content um, because Hamilton um, has not um, had the best car throughout the season. Uh, However, I think that now he's leading the championship. He's done such a good job. um, And I think he's just be happy that he's in in the lead. And psychologically, that's a huge boost. Um, So those are my uh, decisions. So thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. So, I think that that's kind of what we expected from Jimmy. Joe, do you have a difference of opinion? Oh, it's going to be... It's so tight to choose between them. It's it's so hard to know where they're going to go um, with, is. you know, who's going to come out after the summer break with the bad car, how are they going to develop it through the season. 
I think that Lewis will just edge it because I think Mercedes have got the car where they want it to be now. And I can see engine penalties being a bit costly for Red Bull in the long run, things like that. So I'm going to say Max Verstappen. Uh, in fact, I've said Max Verstappen, excellent but unlucky. I think he has. he's unlucky not to have a sort of 30 to 50 point lead, which he might need over Lewis to um who was going to come back strong after the break you know similar to what we saw in 2017 Seb went in with the lead it wasn't a lot enough Lewis hunted it down um and again Lewis I've said excellent but lucky because I think he's lucky to be in the lead of the championship at the moment I I envisioned it being Max having a lead and Lewis chasing him through the second part of the season. Um, So I think Lewis will be happy with where he is. Um, And I think he will just have enough to get it. Is this not the same points gap between uh, Hamilton and Verstappen as it was Hamilton and Rosberg at the summer break of 2016? In Hamilton's favour. I think I saw that somewhere. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've gone a similar way with, with... luck being involved uh, i described hamilton's season as lucky but strong yeah he's he's lucky to be ahead definitely you look at baku he should have mm-hmm. taken that opportunity but in the same breath you can say that verstappen was unlucky so yeah it's yeah it has oh, they've, they've, they've both they've both produced some absolutely brilliant drives this season um so i mean not neither one would be neither one would be an unworthy champion. I mean, you look at some of the, you know Lewis's drives in um, in Bahrain, uh, Portugal, and Spain, uh, and Britain. Apart from the first lap, were absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, some of the best we've seen from him. At the same time, Max fully dominated some of the races. You know, an excellent strategic race in France. You know, so some absolutely fantastic wins from both of them and it's just going to be who comes out better from the summer break yeah definitely i i've gone for mac max's summary as best max yet mm-hmm. he's only 23 and he's still proving to be a, a really good title contender i i think that that silverstone moment is going to be defining i think that we all we all know that uh but Hamilton showing that he's not going to be bullied by Max. I mm-hmm. don't know whether that's going to have rattled Max. We didn't really get to see, and we didn't get a chance to see whether that was the case in, in Hungary. But I think that it, it is going to be tight. And if Max does carry on like he has done, then they are going to keep on crashing. And it might go in Hamilton's favour as a result of that. As you mentioned, Joe, engine penalties at the moment is looking like Red Bull could have penalties. But I wonder if at this rate, with a 23 race calendar and three engines to to use over that time, maybe at some point everyone's going to have one of those penalties. Yeah. You, I heard the idea the other day, and I don't know what your thoughts on this, Joe. Imagine all of the teams kind of agreed that they were going to have their engine penalties on the same race weekend. That'd be an interesting one. Just for the sake of competition. Just, yeah. I don't know. I, I doubt that anything like that can be agreed in Formula 1 because there's always going to be a Karen. 
<laughs> but anyway, wh whichever way it goes, I think is going to be close, and you've agreed on that, and, and so is Jimmy. And yeah, it's going to be a good second half of the season. We don't know how many races there's going to be, of course, because this world is a weird place, but we'll be talking about it and giving our views throughout the season. So I've loved this first half so far. So thank you very much for listening and thank you to Joe and Jimmy for your insight. For more content, head to ajontheline.com and whatever you're listening to, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify or something else, please do leave us a rating and a comment. It does help. Who do you think is going to be this year's world champion? Let us know. Anyway, we're looking forward to Belgium. It's in less than two weeks' time, and we'll speak to you then.